Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How's happening? What's going on? Good to hear from you. Uh, we will run down everything that we can run down with the coverage that we have been given, and we will go from there. Uh, we will have uh, all the navies. We will have the Stevensons. We will have the Marylands. We will have a returning team, perhaps, with a limited schedule. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But let's start off. Team Maryland did not have any games this weekend. Uh, they had the All-Star game uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Stevenson and, uh, against the South Central All-Stars. Uh, there was a... I uh, don't know the final score. No one posted that anywhere, I don't think. But we have ourselves a, a Star of the Week for the uh, Team Maryland as Vladimir Froloff gets a Star of the Week nod uh, for the All-Star College Series Week. He got himself a goal against Stevenson uh, and adds to his, his, his offensive output. He's got uh, nine points in nine games. Team Maryland takes on the PA Huntsman in the power play ranks today, this morning, 11.30 on Hockey TV, or Flow Sports, if you're naughty. The Stevenson Mustangs, they had two exhibition games. They had the exhibition game against uh, the All-Stars. They had an exhibition game against uh, Wilkes. No scores. Uh, for either of those, it's exhibition. I guess it won't count. Uh, in any case... Uh, they get going for real this week against SUNY Canton. They'll be up at the Ruse House uh, Ice Arena against SUNY Canton for a Friday-Saturday set, Friday night, Saturday evening, or late afternoon. And we will have all of that, and then they'll have more of a tour of New York the week after for their first UCHC matchup to begin November at Utica University. Uh, the women's side of the coin for Stevenson, they have uh, they have a, a nice little announcement for themselves as they added uh, Madison Nichols to the coaching staff. She will be the assistant coach uh, for the squad. She played uh, year a couple years at Nazareth. She's second all time in assists and points, and third overall in career goals. And she helped Nazareth to their first UCHC championship. Uh, in her senior season. So they will have that going for them, which is great. Uh, they had a good weekend up in upstate New York. Uh, they had two big wins in their exhibitions against Buffalo State and Hilbert College. Hilbert College blanking Hilbert College 8 to nothing in that one. Five on six first-period goals, uh, two for Megan, uh, three for Megan Swick, a first-period hat trick. Uh, Robin Caswell, Emma DeMann, uh, Abby Smith also on that. Demand got one in the second, and Caitlin Reed got one in the third. Abby Smith uh, potting an assist on Robin Caswell's goal. Uh, Maddie Silverman and Robin Caswell potting assist on Abby Smith's goal. Uh, Frankie Capello, Cassie Campbell, the assist on Megan Swick's hat trick goal. Emily Brightbill on Emma Demand's goal. And uh, Carly Barwick on Caitlin Reed's goal for that. And the shutout going to, uh, or the win going to Ansley King, who played in the first period, uh, first period and a minute. And then Olivia DeGuire took over after that. 17 saves for DeGuire, uh, five saves for King. And since King was on the ice for the game winning goal, she gets the nod on that. So it all goes down for real starting in uh, on Friday and Reisterstown. SUNY Cortland coming to town 
to take on the Mustangs. Uh, that Those games are 7 o'clock on Friday and 3 p.m. on Saturday. If you can get down to the Reisterstown Sportplex, go ahead and give yourself a treat and enjoy the uh, enjoy the game. It looks like the uh, the Mustang women are uh, primed and ready to go. They're going to have a bit of an uphill battle as uh, they are predicted to be in the lower half of the UCHC. Um, so they will have some digging to do last year. Not the result that they wanted. A very uh, 500 season, but we will see how they can bounce back and how Tori Emhoff is able to uh, go ahead and just basically amp up uh, these uh, women and get them ready to go. And you know what? Silence a little bit of the critics. And it all starts this weekend at the Reisterstown Sportplex. Let's jump into some uh, D1 action. Navy at home this weekend. They had two, uh, one against San Diego State University and one against Western Michigan University. Friday night was a frantic one between the two squads, the uh, the San Diego State Aztecs and the Navy Midshipmen. It started off with Sean Ostrowski, 6-20 in, pots his first goal of the season, uh, makes it one nothing early, but 41 seconds after that, Max Cathel of San Diego State pots his first of the year to tie the game up, and then Cameron Ferraz, his fourth of the year at 12-12, he gets himself a uh, yeah fourth of the year, Put San Diego State up uh, two to one, and not a good not a good time for uh, for things because only three shots in the first period, two goals on three shots, not that great, uh, Bob altogether. Uh, so San Diego State goes into the first intermission up by uh, one, but Patrick Laughlin on the power play gets his second of the year. Nick Allen with the assist uh, as uh, the mids tie it back up, and then Allen. Just 28 seconds later, gets his sixth of the year to put Navy up uh, three to two. Porter, Porter Markle, rather, two assists. Evan Adams, his third assist. Mids up uh, by one. But then 90 seconds later, Cameron Henderson for San Diego State pots his first of the year, and we are all knotted up again. The franticness didn't stop there. It was a six-goal period for these two squads. Robert Cunningham for Navy gets his second of the year. From uh, Andrew Pensha and Justin Carl, both second assist twos across the board on that. As Navy gets the lead back again, four to three. Then Sean Devaney ties it back up for San Diego State with his first of the year. And then on the power play with under two minutes in the frame, Toby Petrus of San Diego State gives the uh, Aztecs the lead by a score of five to four going into the third period. Then only a minute 50 second into the third period, Luke Damaras gets his first of the year for San Diego State, giving them a two-goal lead, but it is the worst lead in hockey. John Ostrowski gets his second of the year, 6.52 in. Aiden Wallstrom with his first, and uh, Jagan Naudial with his first assist for Navy. The depth players really getting into their work on this one, honing their craft, getting things done. And then with uh, the halfway point passed, Nick Allen gets his second of the game, seventh of the year, all by himself to tie the game up at six as we go to overtime despite both sides getting late power plays. Nothing to show from that. But then 208 in, Luke DeMars with his second of the game and of the year and the victory for San Diego State. They take this one in a heartbreaker, seven to six. Uh, Andrew Ruggs started the game, uh, only saved three of the seven shots he faced. 
And then Nathan Schmidt gets in there, saved 10 of the 13 he faced, and gets hung with the overtime loss. So Navy still trying to find some kind of consistency, some kind of momentum, and they look to fix things on Saturday as they took on Western Michigan, the Bronx, the Stallions. I don't know why. I don't. I guess to differentiate the two hockey teams of the Broncos and the Stallions, but in any case, uh, Navy getting out of the gate very, very early. Nick Owen on the power play, 6-16 in. Only took six seconds on the power play before he gets his eighth of the year from Michael Rokovich and Sean Ostrowski. Uh, with the power play there. But then a returning power play for Western Michigan. Devin Collis gets his fourth of the season on the power play, ties the game up at one. Western Michigan really on top of things in the first period, getting to Navy. But Nathan Schmidt was solid uh, in that, and he was rewarded with some good uh, goal support, including one from Evan Adams, his third of the year from Jagden Nadiol with his second assist. Navy up 2-1 to one in this before uh, things closed out. A shorthanded goal by uh, Sean Ostrowski, his third of the year, all by himself with under three minutes to play in the frame, gives Navy the 3-1 lead going into the second. And in the second, it was all Navy. Navy took the offensive uh, side of things and did not let it up. 18 shots in total to three for Western Michigan as uh you know, you got to tip the cap to John Moriarty in net for Western Michigan. Was able to deflect, uh, to, to stop a lot of those shots in the second frame. But Evan Adams gets one in, his fourth of the year, just before the midway point. 10.02 remaining in the period. Michael Rokovich, fifth assist, puts Navy up by three. And then Patrick Laughlin with under three minutes remaining gets his third of the year from Ostrowski, his sixth assist, and Robert Cunningham, his first assist. Navy up five to one going into the third period. And this is where the, the the replay that I saw from YouTube picked up one as we get into the third period. But 4.04 in, Stallions get one back. Blake Sewardston gets his seventh of the year. Uh, and that uh, puts the Bronc or the Stallions rather to five to two. That was their only shot in the period. Navy's defense locking it down in front of Nathan Schmidt. And uh, they get the dub five to one. And 15 saves for Schmidt in this one. So a big, big game for Navy to come out of it. All, always good for them to uh, pick things up, get things going, especially now that they're going to go back on the road again. They'll be up in Lehigh on Friday and William Patterson on Sunday, I think it is, in this one. So um, a, a, good, a good start. We always say that you know it's, it's something you always want a good start for your team and you always want to go uh, out of the weekend with a dub. So a uh, heartbreaker on Friday, but they turned it right back around, took the dominance on Saturday, and hopefully they can take that performance going into the weekend on the road. Another D1 squad all up in this is Towson. Ooh, they had a they went to Ohio to Kent State. Boy, they had a rough one. Boy, they had a rough one in this one. We'll start off with Friday. Too many to not enough. I'll just put it that way. Too many to not enough. I'm not going to run. It was 12 to 1. Kent State wins this one. Outshot Towson 58 to 32. So it's not like the offense was lacking for Towson. It was just the the play of Patrick Christo was uh, just solid. And a couple of Team Maryland players uh, playing for Kent State. JJ uh, Creighton, who had two goals and two assists, I do believe. 
And uh, TJ Avellino had a goal uh, in this one. So Team Maryland, ha- uh, Team Maryland uh, goal and assist for Avellino. Team Maryland guys haunting the Maryland team. Only goal for Towson came at the end of the first period with uh, Michael Levitt with his first of the year from James Harwood. His fourth assist, but yeah, twelve to one is the final. Uh, three goals in the first for Kent State, five in the second, four in the third. That's all you got there. Daniel Ludwig with forty-six saves in the defeat. These two teams met again on Saturday, and a little bit more tamer score uh, in this one. Towson still comes up on the short end, however. We'll start off in the first period with uh, Nick Falkowski. Uh, 12-29 into the frame, his third of the year. Kent State up one to nothing, and then Jack Kinsman with 3:25 remaining in the frame on the power play gets his tenth to put Kent State up two to nothing. 22 shots in the first for Kent State, 71 overall on the weekend against Towson. You look up at the second period, uh, Eric Hambling gets his second of the year for Kent State, 3:19 in. But then Towson starts to turn the tide. They start to get their offense going. Just a little bit. Jeremy Wilson past the halfway point. He gets his fifth of the year from James Harwood, who gets his fifth assist. Towson within two. But then uh, a minute and ten seconds later, Tommy Kilway gets them a three goal. Kent State a four-goal lead. Or, yeah, four-goal lead back. Nope, three-goal lead back. Scott County is good. Uh, with his fourth of the year, uh, that puts it at a score of four to one. And then James Harwood does it all himself for his fifth of the year. 13-03 in. Towson. To within two, four to two going into the third period. And they get off to a hot start, minute 44, and Harwood says, you know what, I want to do this again. Scores his sixth of the season. And that puts uh, Townsend within shouting distance, puts him to within one. Uh, Jeremy Wilson is fifth assist, and Braden Humphrey with his second assist. But then Kent State decided to uh, stop playing around and start getting real. Zachary Zaretsky with, uh, at 8.15, his second goal of the year, puts Kent State up 5-3. to three. And then J.J. Creighton with a minute 29 remaining. Potts is seventh into the empty net. And that's all she does. Six to three the final for Kent State. Daniel Ludwig, 65 saves of the 70 shots that he faced. Of course, the 71 and the one shot into the empty net. So Daniel Ludwig facing some action in this. So Towson, they're feeling it right now. I mean, you look at their roster. I think there's only 13 players they have roster on their team and the two goalies. Um, so it's a tough go. It's a tough go for Nick Schiavone's uh, team. Uh, we will see how this all pans out for them. They've got a week off, and then they will be back at it with a home-and-home home against Villanova. Uh, not the easiest opponent to go against, uh, but a home-and-home home against Nova on the 3rd and 4th of November. Let's get to Stevenson, um, the uh, D2 team, taking on uh, Ryder again, this time up in Ryder. They... Uh, Barely lost five to four last week to Ryder, but this one was uh, oh, <clears throat> this one was a tough one. Eleven to two, Ryder takes this one on Friday night against Stevenson. Uh, again, too many to not enough shots. Kind of you know the, everything they shot, Ryder just seemed to go in. Forty four shots on goal. Uh, a tough go about it. They get five in the first period, uh, four in the second. Gavin Kane breaks it up with a minute five remaining, puts home his first of the season, uh, but. At the end of it, at the end of the second period, it was already nine to one. Uh, then, once it got to eleven to one, Brendan Jesse Potts won with just about five minutes, five oh nine remaining, with for his fourth of the year. Michael Hughes' second assist, and Anthony Breen, his second assist. But too many to not enough, 
in this one. Stevenson drops it 11 to 2. David Shahadi, 26 saves. He got pulled in the second, and then Kevin Roth gets in. He makes 7 of 12 for the feet. Uh, Stevenson also played Georgetown this weekend, but we don't have any stats on the score sheet. Well, there's no score sheet. Uh, we can tell you that Georgetown defeated Stevenson 5-3 to three in this one. No scoring of notes or anything like that. In any case, Stevenson now travels to Virginia Tech. They'll go to Blacksburg, Virginia, and have a two-game set against Virginia Tech. Uh, in uh, And we'll see how this all pans out. We will see what kind of uh, uh, guile this team has. They've been bouncing back from so much already. We'll see if they can continue to bounce back from this one. The uh, University of Maryland Terrapins, they had a home-and-home against Delaware. They played in the beautiful Logston rink at the Laurel Ice Gardens on Friday night, and uh, they had themselves a uh, a heck of a game, a heck of a back-and-forth in this. A very low shot total on this, but a victory for Maryland in a shootout. It all started, though, for Delaware on a penalty shot. Shot to penalty as Alex Sandell threw his stick and I love this. I love this penalty call, uh, penalty shot, throwing stick or other object. So there's that. So on a penalty shot, Joseph Woshik gets his fourth of the year, one nothing Delaware. But undaunted by that, a uh, 39 seconds later, Tucker Healy gets his second of the year on a breakaway, just trickles in over the line, uh, past uh, the uh, the outstretched arms of Joseph Hooper. And it's his, uh, Healy's second in the year. Max Newham, his third assist. We are tied up at one. Then on the power play, Max Newham, with uh, just un- just about a minute 30 left, gets his, what ACHA is saying, sixth of the year, what the broadcast said, 13th of the year. We'll have to see what happens from that. Uh, Daniel Tomaszewski with his first assist of the season, and Tucker Healy his first assist of the season. All these stats, who the heck knows if they're right, but Maryland up to, to nothing. Saunders Penn gets his third of the year, 123 into the second period, ties the game up for Delaware, and then all heck breaks loose. Not long, a minute and a second after that, Max Newham gets thrown out of the game with a major for spearing and a disqualification. That means he's automatically suspended for the game on Saturday. So we will have to see how Maryland reacts to that. But on the power play, the ensuing power play, on the dying seconds, Maryland did a great job of killing it off, of course, um, you know, just throw it down the ice. That's all you got to do. Austin Vicio gets his fifth of the year for Delaware, and we are uh, Delaware up three to two. And then Trevor Drake on his second of the year, drop down low, finds the open side, gets his second of the year. Thomas Shevsky's second assist, Brian Teske's second assist, and that's what we got. Three to three, third period. A lot of power play time for the Terps. Nothing doing on that. So we go to an overtime. That solves nothing. And in the shootout, Daniel Tomaszewski, the lone goal scorer for either side, puts it home, and the Terps win this one. Henry Peltier with the 18-save victory, and Terps go hard in the paint, get the big dub before they go back on the road. And uh, even though they were missing uh, Max Newham in this one, Maryland a big, big victory in this. Three power play goals, I do believe. Overall, again, uh, unfortunately no stat sheet, but the broadcast, very good uh, what they do. The four uh, four twelve productions and, of course, uh, Maryland Hockey Network do a bang-up job at graphics and everything like that, scorecards score and stuff. It's always fun. Always good to have those guys out in front of it. Start off with uh, 
Maryland get on the board first. It was kind of a back and forth in the first uh, few periods. Uh, and by the first few, I mean first two periods. Few periods. Like there's like eight periods. Come on, Scott, get with it. It's not high school anymore. Anyway, Patrick Beganowski, top of the shot wrister for uh, gets the first goal of the game. Delaware then ties it back up. Tucker Healy then a rebound off a blocked shot puts one home. Uh, then uh, Delaware again ties it. Daniel Tomaszewski, a wrister just off the half wall, picks it up right before the buzzer with under th- with under three seconds remaining, puts it home. Maryland goes into the locker room up 3-2. to two. Then right off the bat, a rebound off the scramble gives Trevor Drake his first goal of the game. Uh, that's the first fourth goal of the game. Delaware, I do believe, tied it up early in the uh, second period, so we're at 3-3, so Drake unbreaks that tie. Then on a breakout, an intercept at the blue line. I think it was Sean Amon who uh, kept it in, passed it to Drake. Drake, forehand, backhand, uh, in there. Perfect. Goal, fifth goal. And then a uh, Sandal, Alex Sandal gets the goal for the sixth one. Pass out from the slot over to the wing for him. He rips it home. Then finally, Chase Wilson, the seventh goal, just a pass in the slot on a 5-on-3 power play. Pots it home. So they were four for five on the power play. Um, and that was a, that's a heck of a showing. Maryland wins 7-3 to three in this one. So a big weekend for Maryland, two dubs. Um, so you gotta you gotta appreciate that uh, when they're getting uh, they're getting it in like that. So a huge huge win as they will now face Millersville in a home and home. They will be at Millersville at 8:15 in the Lancaster Ice Arena on Friday, and then on Saturday, a afternoon tilt 2:30 p.m. at the Gardens Ice House for the University of Maryland. If you're in the area, go down, check out, and support your Terps. Uh, the Maryland women had themselves a game. We'll transition into to the Maryland side of things first, and uh, we will get things going uh, with them. They had a Friday game for themselves against West Virginia. These were the games that were played out in uh, in Hagerstown, with uh, West Virginia being denoted as the home side of things. And uh, West Virginia gets out early, but only in the second period. Not much happening in the first period. In terms of scoring, uh, scoring Sidney Molnar, uh, Molnar with the 11 saves in the first period. Uh, but then Allie Schwind of West Virginia gets her second of the year, 127 in the second to put the Mountaineers up uh, one to nothing. But shorthanded late in the period, under five to go. Catherine Wanner gets her first of the year all by herself. That ties up the game going into the third, and then the Terps turn it on very early. Both goals in the first five minutes, including uh, Chloe Sneeringer's first of the year from Christina Car- uh, Carbonova. Her first assist of the year, 121 into the third. And then Lauren Wraith, her first of the year, 458 into the period. Grace Wildberger's second of the year. And Lena Mastracci, first assist of the year. And then the Terps take it. They hold off the Mountaineers in a... Uh, Third period that was very lopsided. Maryland putting the shots on 19 to two, thanks to two power plays uh, during the frame. I think the Laura Wraith goal was actually nope, it was a four and four. But anyway, some power plays towards the end, only allowing two shots were Maryland in the third period. So that gave uh, Sydney Molnair a nice little uh, nice little time off. She makes 26 saves for the victory. Maryland takes game one, game two. They uh, again take another one in front of the Hagerstown crowd, even though they are the away team somehow, someway. 8-5, to five, a lot of goal scoring in this one. 218, uh, Aliana Skogholm, 
El Capitan gets her first of the year shorthanded from Grace Wildberger, her third assist. And then 8.32 win. Skalgholm, her second of the year from Chloe Sneeringer, her first assist of the year. And Terps up 2-0 before the halfway point. But with under a minute remaining, Ali Schwind on the power play. Potts home her third of the year, making it 2-1 going into intermission. Maryland a little bit of discipline problem all throughout the game. Uh, and then, yeah, not really great. Giving up a lot of power plays, uh, but not a lot of sh a decent amount of shots, I should say. But they were also counterproducing as well, which is always a big thing. But uh, West Virginia, that was their only power play goal in eight attempts. Second period, though, uh, things get going for the Mountaineers. McKenna Kelly gets her second and third within 22 seconds of each other. Uh, to put the Mountaineers up 3-2. to two. Then the Terps with Ali, uh, Alejandra Bjorks with her first of the uh, season from Eileen Kilkerry with her first assist of the season, ties the game back up. And then late, Aliana Skogholm gets her third of the season, third of the game. That's a hat trick, folks. Natty Bowie Addy there on uh, with Grace Will a Wildberger, her fourth assist, and Chloe Sneeringer, her second assist, combining their powers after they were separate in the first period. Maryland up 4-3, to three. then Robin Anderson pots her first of the year with under three minutes to go in the frame, and we are tied up going into the third. Then it was all Terps. 108 in Grace Wildberger, her second of the year, puts the Terps up. Then Skogholm, her fourth of the game from Wildberger, her uh, fifth assist of the year, third of the game. Uh, those were in the first 6-17. And then after the, uh, in the last five minutes, Christina Carbonova, uh, gets her first of the year before Leo O'Donnell of the uh, Mountaineers gets her first of the year with 2.30 remaining. But Eileen Kilkeary, her second of the season. Grace Wildberger with her sixth assist of the year, fourth of the game. Um, wow, what a performance for her. A goal and four assists, and that's all she does. That's all she wrote. Maryland wins this one in a wild one, 8-5. to five. Elsha Hanser gets her first action, 31 saves in net for the Terps. In a big one. So huge, huge output for the Terps as they have a week off before they will go visit uh, or take on George Washington on November 3rd at the, uh, I believe that's on the Ice Garden. So go check them out November the 3rd. The Naval Academy women, they hosted uh, Air Force as the football team did as well. But uh, the women's hockey team had a little bit better of a result in this one. So we'll start off uh, early in the game. 4.52 in, Tina Cornelio, her second of the year from Anna Peterson and Elizabeth Perry. Peterson's first assist, Perry's second assist. And uh, Navy up early in this one. They were offensively dominant as uh, they were really, really clicking on all cylinders to start off with. 7.40 in, Kaylee Delato, her first of the year from Cornelio, her first assist of the year. Navy up 2 to nothing. And then before the halfway point, Anna Peterson gets her third of the year for Melody Zoo and Lindsay Beitch, her uh, Zoo's first assist, Beitch's second assist, Navy three to nothing, and then they kept things in check. Had two power plays uh, late in the first period, putting shots on out, shooting Air Force sixteen to six in the first, and then going to the first intermission with a healthy three to nothing lead. But they always say three nothing lead, the worst lead in hockey, and that proved to be true. In this one, 108 in, Abigail uh, Bulzlowski of Air Force uh, gets her first of the season, gets Air Force to within one, a very defensive showcase in the second period, only 12 total shots, six each side. 
Uh, and then uh, nothing really happening on that, even though Air Force did have a power play in the uh, towards the middle of the frame, didn't do much with it. And we are going into the third period, 3-1 to one Navy. And then 22 seconds in, Aaron Firth gets her second of the year. And then with two seconds remaining, with the goaltender pulled, Firth pots home her third of the year. And we are going to an overtime, even though Navy outshot Air Force 13-6 to six in the final frame. But 42 seconds in, Lindsey Beich ends this one early. First of the year, that's all she wrote. And we have ourselves a Navy victory. Deanna Prevrodo with a 15-save victory. And uh, they go into Saturday riding a bit of a high. And they were going to see if they can keep that high going. And boy, howdy, did they ever. As uh, they had a huge victory on Saturday. Learning from what they uh, did not learn from, I guess. I don't know. On Friday night. 131 in. Elizabeth Perry uh with a good keep-in from Tina Cornelio. Uh, gets the puck, goes in wide, cuts in, and gets her first of the year. Cornelio, her second assist of the season. Then Kayla Delato, 356 in for her second of the year. A nice pass out in front from Samantha Clark, who gets her first assist for Delato's second goal. Air Force at 704 would get one from Margaret Rongus, uh, her first of the season, but uh, just a minute later. Anna Peterson gets her fourth of the year. Just a scrum in front, poked in for her fourth. Cornelio with her third assist. Then Cornelio, nine seconds later, gets her third of the year. Uh, a snapper from the top of the circle is a nice little pass from Abby Sears, uh, getting her first assist. And then Chloe Haynes with her first assist on the secondary side of things. And then Elizabeth Perry uh, sandwiches the first period with a goal 12-13 and her second of the season a breakaway from the right hand side cuts across goes backhand chloe haynes with the assist her second of the game and of the year navy up five to one after one 353 in uh tina cornelio gets her fourth of the season and second of the game as a nice little pass out of the corner from alexis smith uh which is her first assist of the year uh gets uh cornelio boom in it goes we get ourselves a victory or, or a sixth goal. And then uh, that was all for the second. In the third period, Alexis Smith gets the second goal of this, gets her second goal of the season on a rebound off a Tina Cornelio shot. That's Cornelio's fourth assist of the season. And there we go. Navy wins 7 to 1, out shooting Air Force 39 18. Uh, Diana Privrado, 17 saves in the victory. Elizabeth Perry, two goals. Chloe Hain, two assists. Tina Cornelio, two goals, three assists. Um, so there we go. There we have it. It's Crab Pot Week, apparently, as uh, the uh, Liberty and Villanova will come to town. That's who Navy will face off against. We will see how this all pans out and how these teams play off against each other. Should be a good one. Um, yeah, we should have a fun, fun time, and we'll cover what happens with the Crab Pot next week. The old saying goes, the report of my demise are greatly exaggerated. And I believe that was Cool Modi who said that. Or Mark Twain. I get those two confused a whole heck of a lot. But the Loyola women had a game on the 14th. This slipped through the cracks. As uh, they have, and looking at it, they have a very limited schedule. They have seven games. Only two are at home. And one of them was against Westchester uh, on the 14th. It was a wild one. Uh, 
not not <laughs> I mean it was uh it was 13 to 7 was the final score in this uh for Westchester but Loyola uh putting a team out there getting things going they have a very limited very limited team here 10 skaters and a goalie um but like I said seven games and they should be able to uh at least get some of these uh uh these women uh playing especially for the long timers like Emma Alexander, Caitlin Cavanaugh, Astrid Chase, Victoria Dunham, Madeline Webb, get them their nice send off uh and then hopefully build for next season. Uh in this game, uh Caitlin Cavanaugh had two goals and two assists. Madeline Webb had three goals, Emma Alexander had two goals, uh and then uh, Grace Ryan, the new goaltender had 35 saves in the defeat. So a heck of a time for everyone involved. And um, we will see where this goes. We will see how this takes off. And then we will keep track of it. Their next contest is in uh, a couple weeks, November 4th at Slippery Rock University. Um, but when they come to town, I think they come to town again. Sorry, they have three home games. So they'll be back in town on the 18th. They'll take on Montclair State. Although it's it says it's home, but it's actually at the Iceworks uh, Skating Complex. I think that's during the DVCHC Showcase. They'll be back home at the Reisterstown Sportplex on the uh, January 28th, their next-to-last game, their penultimate game of the season. So we will get more to that after the holiday break. So it's good to see them around. Congratulations to them. Um, I'm glad the 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 girls who have been able to play all this time were able to get a proper send-off, get some games in, even though it's not going to be a full slate of schedule. Heading over to the D3 side of things, we'll start off with uh, Stevenson University. As uh, they had themselves a nice little game on Saturday or on Sunday, rather five to two victory in this one. No player stats available for the from the ACC HL, so we have to jump over to the uh, the Stevenson homepage. As Peyton Borak gets a hat trick, his first uh, hat trick, and he gets the hard hat. How about that? Kind of like that from him. Evan Wachowski gets a goal and an assist. In the 5-2 win over the uh, M3 Terps, Austin Hill with a goal as uh, uh, Colin Osmunga gets an assist, as does uh, Matt Floyd and Connor Melvin. So there you go. A big victory for Stevenson. Uh, the AAU website is terrible. Again, I, 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 refu- I, I am my annoyance with the AAU website is palpable. So... Do with that what you will. In any case, uh, moving over, uh, Johns Hopkins gets a 6-2 dub against Millersville University in the uh, D3 side of things. Big win for Hopkins. Uh, UMBC, I think, lost to the University of Maryland uh, this weekend. I think it was an 8-2 to, eight to score, 8-1 score. The uh, ACCHL website giving me a little problems here, too. It's a great time to be alive, everybody. Let me tell you this. Uh, in all of this, uh, Salisbury played Newman College on Saturday, um, but nothing, uh, nothing to report from that, as there is no uh, no stats to be had here. Uh, video of the game is unavailable. Things are going well. So there we go. That's the D three wrap up of what we have here. Let's get to some players. As uh, we turn the page on this one, Sam Annis had a goal on Wednesday. And a 4-0 victory as his Denimo Mints takes out the Kulon Red Stars. I think I may have reported that last week, but still, 
another goal that puts him at five goals, six assists on the season, 11 points in 18 games. Not a bad showing for him going over to the uh, to the other side. Uh, one assist for Micah Berger as the Sioux Falls Stampede take out the Sioux City Musketeers 4-3. to three. Puts him at three assists in 10 games as he prepares for his jump to the Miami University uh, next year. Juliana Blitz with another uh, great showing for herself as uh, she pots home a uh, a nice little uh, another couple goals. 14 goals in five games for her over in Division One for Faryastad BK. 17 points in five games overall after a heck of a career at RPI, taking her dang thing over to Sweden. Maddie Cipolla of Northeastern University. She's gotten to her first three games of the season. Nothing to show for it stat-wise aside from two penalty minutes, but she is up and at them for the Huskies. Anthony Domina had an assist on uh, Saturday as his Yorkton Terriers lost to the Weyburn Red Wings. That's his uh, second assist of the year. Three points in six games for the Severna Park native and uh, a goal for Patrick Giles on Saturday for the Charlotte Checkers in a 3-2 victory over the Toronto Marlies, his first point of the season in four games. So a, uh, a nice little showing from him as he, I do believe he has an A this season on his chest. Miles Gunty uh, with the uh, one goal in a big victory for Youngstown, 3-2 to two over the Chicago Steel, his second of the season, third point of the year in his ninth game of the season. Will Margell get his first assist as a Mercyhurst Laker in a uh, tie against Niagara University uh, as the uh, first point in three games for the uh, Pot- uh, the Potomac, as my dad called it, uh, native, and his first uh, few games after transferring from University of New Hampshire. Blake Montgomery had an assist on Friday night in Lincoln Star's shutout lo- or shootout loss against the Waterloo Blackhawks. Three, uh, three points for him so far this season. Getting a little offensive hot streak after last week's two-goal output. Maddox Tulacrow is now up in the BCHL. The Ashton, Maryland native has gone up to play with the Victoria Grizzlies. He's gotten assists so far in his first six games. That assist came last Friday uh, in a 2-0 victory over the Alberni Valley Bulldogs. So uh, Tulacrow, who was part of the uh, Mount St. Charles Academy uh, squads, out there, moving on up to the BCHL, try to get some uh, more notice, uh, more eyes on him. The 6'3", 205 uh, He's a 2005 defenseman as well, so he still has a couple more years of junior ahead of him. And Andrew Takis getting some uh, ice time in for Colgate. He, get, he got the start on Saturday against UMass Lowell. And stopped 25, but was uh, came up short in the uh, defeat against the uh, the River Hawks. He is at 0-1-0. It's his first game, so Andrew Tack is getting another start for Colgate University, and that'll about do it. We have done it. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate uh, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's great. Uh, go to clutchandcrabhockey.com. Hopefully, now that I'm kind of fun employed. We can uh, see and get some more stuff ramped up there. And, uh, yeah, should be a good time aplenty. If you want to follow the show and stuff that I retweet and go ahead and talk about, um, you can go to Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter. And then there we go. You guys have a good one. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. 
This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, play that clutch and crab hockey, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.